This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 456 of the Horse Tip Daily Show. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by the Horse Depot. You can visit them at thehorsedepotonline.com. And we're going to have a coupon code for you very shortly for the Horse Depot. Listen for that. Howdy, everybody. Glenn the Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Today we have someone new for you on the Horse Tip Daily show. Her name is Jane Wallace, and she is an author, an instructor, a trainer, and a jump and, uh, jumper. Uh, she is now visiting the Jumping Radio Show on a regular basis, and this tip was taken off of Episode 67 of the Jumping Radio Show at JumpingRadio.com. I think you'll, if you're into jumping at all, or even if you're just remotely curious about it, I think you'll love her tips. They're very practical, and they're very good training tips, so take a listen. You know, we're going to be back with Jane here and, and Chris Stafford, the host of the Jumping Radio Show, in just a second. But first, you dress for success, shouldn't your horse? The Horse Depot Online will help you with the most custom and innovative products for both horse and rider. And they have a discount for the listeners of the Horse Radio Network as well. The Horse Depot has two new coolers and sheets that are perfect to use in the summer and then double as a liner in the winter. There are a bamboo cooler and a liquid titanium sheet. Today, I want to tell you about the Bamboo Cooler. Yes, you heard me right. It's bamboo. They're a lightweight cooler made out of eco-friendly bamboo fabric. The bamboo fabric offers UVA and UVB protection from the sun. It's fast wicking and moisture absorbing, which helps keep the chill off. It also offers antibacterial and antifungal properties, which make it perfect for horses prone to summer skin problems or a facility that has a lot of horses and the cooler might be used on different horses throughout the day. They have a, a coupon right now. To check it out. You can go to the horsedepotonline.com, and when it asks for the coupon code, put in all one word, horse tip daily, all one word, horse tip daily, and you will receive your coupon, and it's $10 off your next order. So you just get $10 off your next order using the coupon code horse tip daily. To see these and other terrific products, visit thehorsedepotonline.com. And I'm telling you people, you want to check these out. This is a very uh, lovely lady that runs this company. She does a tremendous job with customer service. I really do think if you need a custom product, check out thehorsedepotonline.com and give her a call. I think you'll enjoy talking to her. Now, on to Jane Wallace. To our training tip with um, Jane Wallace. Jane Wallace, as you know, has been joining us recently here on the Jumping Radio Show. She's got another really useful tip this week. So let's hear from Jane, and uh, and then we'll bring you Another new segment here on the Jumping Radio Show. Hi, Jane. Welcome back to the show. Well, good to be back. How have you been? Is it warming up in England? No, it's pouring with rain at the moment, but actually we need it. We've had we've had a, a real drought in our area, which is the Midlands, and um, it's poured with rain tonight. And in fact, it rained all day on Sunday, which wasn't the best time to rain because we had a lot of local... We had our scarecrow uh, weekend in the village, and... Uh, we make a scarecrow, which of course is a jockey. <laughs> <laughs> All quite entertaining stuff. Well, good. Any uh, showing for you? Have you been competing at all since last we spoke? Um, no, the girl that I helped, she did Houghton, um, which is a, a three-day, mm-hmm. two-star. So she went very well. She went um, clear inside the time cross-country. 
not the easiest horse in the dressage. And very sadly, she was then extremely nervous for the show jumping and nerves got the better of her. But she had a couple down. But, you know, it was an excellent performance because the track was, was big, the cross country, and, and she did she did really well. Good. So you get keeping busy, getting out and about, and uh, I know you always got some good ideas for uh, training topics here on the show, Jane. And one of one one that we're going to talk about this week, I believe, is how to deal with horses with a stiff back, which is you know it's pretty common, isn't it? Horses get stiff for so many reasons. Well, what made me think of this is I've, I've got um, a couple of horses actually coming in for training, uh, and both are horses that are ex-race horses. And I know in the States you have quite a few horses off the track which then have, <clears throat> have to be retrained for jumping or eventing. And I thought this could be quite a relevant topic to discuss because, of course, a horse that's raced, it's encouraged to jump with a flatter back because it's got to get over the fences as quickly as possible. And it's just working a system through that you try and encourage the horse to get a little bit deeper to its fences and at the same time then to use itself in a better manner. So what I do with a, a horse, let's say he's just, just arrived and you know you want to get started, I'd work him quite a bit over just poles on the ground, just in trot, trying to encourage him to take a deeper step to the pole rather than launching over the pole and then becoming unbalanced the other side. I try and teach my riders to imagine that, that their legs are the horse's front legs. And in the same way as if you walk across the street, you don't trip over the curb the other side. You, you perhaps take a shorter step, lift your leg up onto the curb, and then away you go. So I try and get the horse, if there's an option of steps, that he shortens his step which of course at the same time is engaging his back end to, en- to enable him to take a shorter trot step and then the poles themselves will make the hocks and the back start to swing and work and what I'll then do is I'll move the horse to jumping a pole to a cross pole and I'll put that pole out if I'm coming in in trot I'll put it out two and a half meters and so you come in in trot and you can either, there are two ways of doing a trot pole. You can either encourage the horse to keep trotting, in which case he takes two short trot steps in between the pole and the cross pole. Or he jumps the pole, i.e. his first canter stride, and then jumps the cross pole. Now, me having come from a show jumping background, I like a horse that jumps the pole and jumps the cross. But either way will make a horse use itself if you come in they trot the pole, two more trot steps, and then jump the cross pole. But what they mustn't do is take one big trot step over the pole, another long trot step, and then jump, because it's not going to make them spring off the ground. It's going to make them jump the cross pole rather flat. Does that all make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I would then progress from the pole to a cross pole. You can then raise that... Um, so that it's quite a decent-sized cross, and that will then start to make the horse get the idea that he's got to get closer to his fence and start to bend his back a bit. Um, I then move that pole, cross pole, pole on the landing side, three metres away, three metres on from that, 
a small parallel. And I'll have the front rail straight of the parallel or an oxer. Um, not, not big, so that the horse really gets its confidence. Again, comes in, jumps that first pole, jumps across, jumps the pole, jumps the parallel. And that's an exercise that you can use to huge advantage in getting the horse really to use itself. It's got to come up for the cross pole, and then it's got to come up and out for the parallel itself. And depending on the level of the horse, you can make that really quite big. And it is just using all different kinds of exercises which encourage the horse to to learn to bend itself, to use itself, push off its hocks, and not just launch on a rather long, flat parabola. Now, depending on the level of the rider and the rider's ability, I will then canter the horse over small fences. Trying to find a medium-length stride in the canter and putting the same principle of the shortening the step to the trot pole so you work on a system of being able to shorten the stride, the last stride, rather than standing off. So if there's an option, you hold for another stride, again, to encourage the horse to, to think shorten to the point of takeoff rather than lengthening to the point of takeoff. If you, if you have a, a, a rider with a very good eye to a fence, he will be able to organize that for every fence he jumps. And it's just never pulling away from the fence, never shortening bef- way out before you need to, but only shortening those last few strides if necessary. You can hear Jane and Chris Stafford and the rest of episode number 67 of the Jumping Radio Show at jumpingradio.com. There was lots of other good conversation over there. Be sure to check it out. Well, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 